Jan is the uh, president of Ocean Transportation for uh, Cargill. I am not going to say much because Samir um, Mespalios Palu is going to introduce him. I just wanted to say that, um, from my perspective, I am delighted that Jan accepted to be with us today. Uh, both himself as an individual and also Cargill as an organization, as you know, have shown enduring commitment to best industry practices and. Uh, they have been using their power for good, if I can say it that, that way. Uh, being a major force in the shipping industry, Jan and Cargill have fostered a number of initiatives to promote um, best industry practices, sustainability, uh, safety uh, across the board. So I'm really delighted that we have this opportunity to have him with us today. And uh, I will turn the floor over to Semiramis. Semiramis uh, came back from New York, and uh, regrettably, she has to stay home uh, to quarantine. So she could not be with us today in person. And therefore, we have uh, a recorded message that uh, she is going to share with us. And it falls upon me to actually hand the award to Jan instead of Semiramis. But I'll do my best. So now let's have Semiramis who is going to introduce Jan. Nicolas and Olga, thank you for hosting the 12th Capital Link Operational Excellence in Shipping Forum. I am so sorry to be joining virtually and by and without physical presence, but thank God for technology. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I feel honored for the privilege of presenting today the 2022 Capital Link Maritime Sustainability Award to Jan Dillemann. I first met Jan a while back as president of Cargill Ocean Transportation during a business meeting in Athens. Cargill has been many years one of Diana's main major charters. As such, we had some interesting subjects to discuss and small problems to resolve. I was impressed, however, with Jan's positive and practical approach as well as his obvious passion for the shipping industry. Since that time, I have met Jan in several forums and have been impressed by his initiatives in the field of sustainable shipping, promoting safer working conditions and a more diverse workforce. These initiatives are and will always be very close to my heart. After all, as chairperson of Helmepa, I strongly promote them myself. As regards sustainability, Jan has been a pioneer in setting ambitious targets for vessels' emissions of harmful gases and monitoring his company's accomplishment towards meeting them. Therefore, it was no surprise for me to read the early publication of the first sustainability report that came out from Cargill in 2017, well before the IMO would set out its greenhouse, greenhouse gas and, uh, strategies and commitments. Jan's, Jan's long career at Cargill started in 1999 as a management trainee in Amsterdam. After gaining valuable experience as a trading manager in the freight, grain and energy markets, he was appointed as head of Cargill's coal trading business in 2012. This was followed by a lead position in Cargill's North American Power and Gas Unit in Houston, Texas, 
before he returned to Europe in 2016 to take his current position. Jan is also the chairman of the Board of Rightship and holds a position on the advisory board of Lloyd's Register. After playing an important role in shaping the Sea Cargo Charter, since May, Jan has become the chairman of the Global Maritime Forum. I can't think of a better person to lead this organization. Last week, during the Forum's annual summit in New York, I was impressed with the way the chairman handled the discussions and drew on the input and shipping industry knowledge, bringing the leaders of the entire supply chain together to find practical solutions that will shape the future of our industry. I have surely missed in my short speech some of Jan's accomplishments and positions. However, what counts for me most is his tremendous contribution to shipping through all his past and present positions, which make me proud to call him a friend in the true meaning of the world. Jan, you're probably not aware of this, but indeed you have been my sounding board, the person who unknowingly has reassured me that my professional thoughts and aspirations are possible. That it is possible by working together with my peers and people like yourself, we can create a better world for all, especially future generations, who might look back and draw some inspiration from our thoughts and deeds. If they do, I feel they can accomplish much more than us. What I would like to stress in closing this short presentation speech is that Jan is without doubt a visionary leader who I am confident will contribute to the transformation of our industry for the better. Jan, believe me when I say that we share very similar principles and values for the shipping industry. This is the prime reason that I accepted the kind invitation and I'm truly delighted to present you with an award you truly deserve the 2022 Capital Link Maritime Sustainability Award. Well done, Jan. Thank you. The floor is now yours. Jan, let me hand you this on behalf of Samiramis. By the way, I'd like to mention that uh, today everybody talks about ESG. It's at the forefront of discussions. 12 years ago, when we started this forum, it was a pioneering effort. And Cargill was one of the very, very first organizations that wholeheartedly supported it. So my personal thanks to you as well, Jan. an honor to be here actually and uh, thanks to Capital Link not only for the award but also for all the things that you do for the industry I think getting people together in times like this is extremely important uh, unfortunately being the chair of the Global Maritime Forum I cannot say like Graham said this is the most important conference <laughs> but it's clearly up there so I think I just wanted to clarify that one um, what I will do today is normally I talk about the industry and how impatient I am to get things moving, or I'm talking about how great the company is that I work for, right? And I'm not going to do any of those two. I'm really going to give it a bit of a personal uh, stint. So I'm not used to that, talking about myself, so let's, let's talk a little bit on that and see how we go, we go. First of all, I think if you would have asked me five years ago, would I get a sustainability award handed to me in Greece? 
I would probably have looked at you and made a bit of a funny face. And that's also because I am not third, fourth generation of shipping. I haven't spent time on sea as this room would probably define time at sea. But I fell in love with shipping. I fell in love with shipping when I went in the commodity business. I was supposed to do a two-year stint in cargo. We have all these kind of rotations. And I just loved it. I spent six years in other industries, came back, and I really, really, truly like what I do. Just a couple of things on what really driving me, and some of the things actually came already up, uh, what Samiram has kindly said. For me, what really drives me is more than just financial results. Yes, they're important, we're all business people, but in the end of the day, I also want to have real impact. Real impact on things that at least matter to me. We talked about sustainability, you can call it ESG, climate change is one, but there's many, many others of that. What I really like is the combination of the two, though, because I don't believe that we've got to solve the world's issues with just charity. It needs to be turned into commercial opportunities, and I'm really focused on that. I also, and this is, I think, what Nicholas was talking about earlier, I know that I have a very privileged position being on the helm of an organization which is very large. Having 700 ships gives you a voice in this industry and gives you the means to have a real impact. So I'm really, really conscious of that. And to be honest, sometimes I take a bit advantage of that. Last but last, not least, I like action, not just talking. I'm very allergic to what was called earlier greenwashing. When I came back from Houston, which is, by the way, the uh, carbon capital of the world, so just to put things a little bit in perspective, is what I saw, I saw was an industry which was very internal focused. It was an industry that was very intransparent, and to be honest, I felt was ignoring the issues from larger society. When we went through some strategic sessions, it came clearly up that this thing was going to come. Sustainability was there, and it was not going to go away. And we embraced it, but we also realized ourselves that, and I realized myself, that I had to take some personal risk, have to be out there and advocate for change, and on top of that, create transparency. And creating transparency is not what is industry, nor the industry that Cargill is operating in. It's something that is usual or comfortable, but it made a huge, huge difference. What I also felt is, when you call yourself a leader, you also need to lead in the topics which are not that easy. And you need to lean in. And you don't always need to have all the answers. And I think that is exactly what this is about. The last thing that I realized is, in a lot of these discussions around the maritime space, the voice of the charter was basically absent, which I found very remarkable, because in the end of the day, we are the customer of this industry. So I really wanted to change that around and be a voice. And that's why you hear quite a lot of me. I do think, if you look back five years ago, the industry has come a long, long way. Five years ago, I would talk to people and they say, Paris is not for shipping, it's not going to happen, leave us alone. We are 90% of trade, we do it efficient, so we don't need to do our part. That has completely changed. I think the debate today is not so much if we need to do something, but how are we going to do it? And I think that is a very, very positive change. And I'm quite proud that I have
add my little push in that debate as well. So let me give you a couple of lessons that I've seen being in this topic of sustainability for the last couple of years. First of all, I think having a very strong purpose is extremely motivating. It's extremely motivating for the people, it's extremely motivating for your customers and your suppliers. We've actually been able to attract a lot of talent because of our purpose that we would not have been able to attract without that. And that is very, very interesting, I think. The second thing I think is you need to do and foster a can-do culture where failing is okay as long as you learn from it. Nicholas was referring to 12 years ago. 12 years ago, we started experimenting with kites on ships. It was a complete failure. But we learned from it and we're back in wind. And actually we recycled one of the kites into very cool messenger bags. So that's another thing that we actually managed to do there. Um, the last thing, and I think that's really good as well, and, and I've got many, many examples of this, is being out there, being participating, has created a lot of new opportunities for my business, a lot of new partnerships for our business. Many examples, Zero North, uh, we had Maersk Pool, we had Njord, we had a host of new contracts with both customers and suppliers just because of this. So that is a payback of being in this discussion. So my last thing is here, what would I like to encourage you to do? So first of all, the sustainable, sustainability development goals from the UN, the 17 of them, they complex. A lot of them are paradoxical, contradicting. It is hard work. So don't underestimate that, and that is fine. Embrace, don't fight change. I think it was said earlier. Turn challenges into opportunities. And last but not least, let's lean in, be part of it, work together, because I think together we can do a lot more than we think was ever possible. Thank you.